Join Ian Garth as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Welcome back to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here. And I've got my good friend, an amazing author, amazing book coach, uh, and talking about her latest writing journal and how to use this to really build up your content and build up your ideas today. Uh, Lisa Tenner, thanks for coming back on the Garlic Marketing Show. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here, Ian. Um, and before we get started with Lisa, of course, it's brought to you by videocasestory.com. One of the best ways to get inspired is your client stories. Go to videocasestory.com to get help collecting, crafting, and delivering those. Um, all right, Lisa. So, you know, we've had Lisa on the show, but Lisa, I mean, how many books have you written and published? <laughs> um, well, so my own, not that many, you know, and it's definitely a cobbler's shoes kind of thing. I published one a gazillion years ago. And then, you know, now I have, I have this, the Joy of Writing Journal. The Joy of Writing Journal, which I'm super excited to talk about. Um, and you've helped, and Lisa, you've won several awards as a book mentor and book coach. Um, and you, tell me about like your client successes, because you have this amazing program, but you've really helped people create genuinely, not just books that are, that are book, like uh, business cards, which a lot, there's a lot of those services out there, but genuine, great books. I mean, tell me about some of the results that you, let's, since last time we talked, some of your clients' results. Sure. Um, yeah, it really, it really varies. I mean, some of these clients get five and six figure book deals and, and that's what they're going for, right? They want a book that has that certain cachet and that has that marketing team in the publishing house. For some of my clients, creative and artistic control is really important to them and they self-publish and a lot of them have won awards, including American Business Awards, which is also called the Stevie Award. Uh, the International Business Awards. So lots of really prestigious awards, a lot of a Nautilus Award winners, um, the Ippies. So, so, you know, some of the best awards uh, out there. And so I think that's testament to the quality of the books. And I've had clients uh, who have used their books to start a new business and, and really leave their long-term career and use that knowledge now to start a business of their own and other clients who uh, are using it more to get speaking gigs. I mean, lots of different ways that they're using their books, but it, it is really exciting to see. And, you know, when you're creating a quality book like this, and I mean, you do this amazing coaching, how important is it to have that vision of what you want the book to do in the end? It's, it's really important as, um, as I'm sure you can imagine, if you are not clear of your vision up front or you sort of forget about it, you can write the wrong book. You can write a book that's really lovely, but it doesn't actually accomplish what you want. And, you know, I have a great, uh, a, a great example of a client who was super smart and really an amazing executive recruiter at the C-suite level. 
And he had three book ideas and only one of them really matched his vision and goals. But that was sort of the obvious book, you know, and he's thinking, well, this would be a really interesting book, you know, another kind of book. And this would be really challenging, you know, so he's kind of thinking along those lines and forgetting like, what's the book that's going to accomplish what my business goals are. So yeah, it's absolutely critical to stay clear about that. And sometimes we might decide on a book that sort of like, wow, this would be the lowest hanging fruit. This would be the easiest. And wouldn't it be great to get this book out there in the business and then write the big book. So sometimes you might, you might choose one book over another, not because it makes it hits that immediate vision or goal, but because it's a great stepping stone and that's fine. You know, and even if, and this I think is an important thing that I want to bring you on is, have you seen, because I know it works for me, where like journaling about my book, writing every day. Um, and that's why I love the, the new journal and, and having a system for that really has helped my business, helped the content, helped my uh, you know ideas, helped me coach and, and help my clients better. I mean, do you see that even if people don't publish the book, that their ideas evolve throughout this process? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this, this book, I didn't really write it, you know, just so people could, whoops, going to hold it upside down, but I didn't, I didn't really write it just so people could write a book from it. In fact, a lot of the people who are getting the most out of it, you know, don't plan to write a book, but they, they want to produce some content for their business. They want to blog or, or they're just hearing about all the benefits of journaling and want to do more of it. Uh, or sort of playing with the idea of maybe a book someday. But I think what a lot of them are finding is that right away, it starts helping with content. It, it just makes you more creative when you're journaling daily. And it also, you know, it helps so much in the business, but I think people are finding it helps in their personal life too. And they even just have more energy and they're more upbeat. So there are all kinds of really cool side effects that you get when you're journaling. It's like this gift that gives and gives and gives to you in all these ways. And, and you know what I really like, I mean, there's so many things I love about the journal and I'm not just saying that because we're friends and, you know, love the work that you do, but I've been through a lot of journals and I like that it's, it's guided in a different way for creativity and thought process versus just like, here's your gratitude, here's this, here's this. Mm -hmm. um, how did you come up with the ideas of, uh, I mean, is this a journaling process that you've had in the past? How did you put this together? You know, I, I, would, I would credit my journal for that because um, I like to wake up, write down my dreams and maybe do a little interpretation or any insights I got from the dreams or anything that comes out of that and then just start journaling. And sometimes that turns into a blog post or some other marketing material or a book. And in this case, it turned into the joy of writing journal. And, and I do think it was, it came about because of a conversation I had the day before with my colleague Tamara Manasov, who uh, one of the things she teaches people is to put QR codes into their books. And so, um, and we could talk a little more about the QR codes later, but um, there's QR code, and if you just hover your phone over it, you can watch a video, and, or you can listen to an audio meditation, or join with people in the Facebook group and, you know, comment there. Uh, so there's, there's this wonderful dimension to it, but that was her idea, and she'd been working with a number of my clients. Since then, I, I've referred quite a few clients to her because 
uh, I could see the potential for them. A lot of them, for instance, Lisa Langer is a therapist. She teaches mindfulness. She has this book, Deeper Into Mindfulness, that we, I, I guided her to, to help her write it. And she wanted to do more work with healthcare organizations and hospitals. And I said, you know, I think yours is a perfect example of a book where if you just put in some of your guided meditations for mindfulness, it would make the book so much more powerful for your readers. And she did that. She actually published with my publisher, my friend Tamara, and she, um, she won several awards. Uh, not just book awards, but business awards as well. And I, I think that was because, you know, it, it really um, makes it such a powerful business book to have those QR codes. But anyway, I, so I had this conversation with Tamara um, about a couple of clients that were working with her. And I said, would you ever go back to traditional publishing? And she said, oh, never. And she published three books, I think, with McGraw-Hill. She said, I love having my own control over this. And I love using the QR codes, using the book in ways that really support my business and my marketing. And I went to bed that night and the next day I woke up and started journaling and this idea of this journal came with the idea of the QR codes. So, you know, I think if I hadn't been journaling in the morning, that idea maybe never would have come to consciousness, probably not, to be honest. But because I had this habit of journaling, there I was showing up and the ideas came. And so I, I think it's a testament to how when we create some space where creativity can show up or even just personal development or just being present on the page, you know, some days it's going to be ho-hum or, you know, you just write a little and then get up, but, but you're going to be there for these really powerful creative moments. And I think the more we show up for our creativity, uh, the more it shows up for us. And, you know, as you know, you're all about telling stories. And I think that when we want to tell a good story, it's often in that place of a journal that we can experience the juiciness. I know for myself, if I'm just at my computer, it's the work day, I'm working on a blog post, they're often not as inspired. But if my <laughs> blog post starts, in my journal, you know, and it, I'm not looking maybe to post a blog at that point. That's where the really exciting and innovative ideas come from, I think, much of the time. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I think that's a big, big point to make is the space, right? Because uh -huh. in the middle of the day, you've done all these things, your mind is cluttered with emails and phone calls and kids and and where am I going to get lunch? But in the morning, it's so fresh. And I think that's the power of really power of writing in the morning. I, I, I really do. Um, yeah. And you made a great point, though, about it not always being great. And I think there's a lot of people that listen to this that are like type A personalities that I, I know I've been that way. It's like my journal has to be awesome all the time. <laughs> you know, I've got to write 20 minutes. It's got to be 500 words. Um, you know, how <laughs> how do you accept how do you, you know, accept that sometimes it's not going to be great? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that doesn't work for me because I know like my, and, and sometimes it is hard to accept, right? I'm type A too. And, but I think if we remember that just showing up is really amazing, you know, that's like, that, that's, I don't know, at least 50% of it, maybe more. I think, um, yeah. So that, that, <laughs> It's not necessarily about production either. You know, just trusting the process that if I show up today and 
you know, I just don't really feel excited about what I wrote. It may be that what I did today is actually going to feed what I do tomorrow. And so I, as somebody who's worked with me, I think you know that one of the, I think the most important practices we can do to kind of feed that creative muse is gratitude. And so um, you could make it your first step writing, your last step. I tend to do it as the last step. And so done with writing and just thank you, Muse, for showing up, you know, and, and I give thanks for this, this time to myself that I create, you know, made this space. And when we do that, even if we didn't have the most productive day or we didn't like what we wrote, instead of focusing on the negative, when we focus on that gratitude, I, I think it really over time feeds that creative muse so that the, you know, there's not this tension of, well, it has to be good every time I write. And so you're actually feeding that relationship with a part of you that, you know, that isn't going to be great every time. You know, like that's part of experimenting. I think that's part of the power of a journal, right? A journal is rough. And so there's not this pressure to create ideally, you know, I mean, it depends on the person, but, you know, you can give yourself a lot of freedom with a journal, you know, hey, this is my exploration space, it's my experimental lab. And when you look at your journal that way, all kinds of amazing things can happen. And so uh, I really encourage people to give yourself that freedom, because I know my inner muse is, you know, is not really going to show up in that powerful way if I'm just like, hey, you need to give me two, 2,500 words today, or, you know, <laughs> you need to give me the next chapter. And I had, I had a recent book idea come in and I had two days in a row, just like, wow, this is so exciting. And I just thought it was amazing. And I loved the title it gave me. And, and so I did two chapters and then like nothing. And I tried a few more chapters and they were a totally different voice. They were all over the place and they didn't really match the title anymore. And I thought, well, you know, maybe forget this. And I realized, you know, like just give myself some space and then it'll show up again. And that voice for the voice for that particular book, you know, cause every book might have a slightly different voice um, came again. So I think, you know, give yourself space and it doesn't, yeah, it, it's really important not to be putting pressure on yourself because I, I think that actually hinders the creative process. And that freedom is where we're going to get the really exciting, juicy ideas. And not just for books, right? For blog posts, for marketing materials, for emails. That's really where that juice comes from is freedom. So when I'm sitting, I mean, I, I like a process. You know, it, it, because if I just sit down, I feel like uh, like I'll start doing other things. If I'm not like do this, do this, do this, yeah. Uh, because as it is, even if I have a process, I I still get distracted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, what are the key elements when you're building this journal? What 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 do you find are the key elements that you installed into the, the your journal? Yeah. So you know, I thought a lot of people have trouble with that blank page, and I thought that the QR codes would give people, uh, you know, a little boost, like some energy and some fun and playfulness before they even dive in. So sometimes it's me talking about some aspect of writing and often in nature, because uh, I think that can be such an inspiration. 
Um, although the wind sometimes <laughs> made our recordings not quite as solid, but um, you know, and, and then sometimes it's just I asked a question related to the prompt, but I asked it of a bunch of writers, some people who were young writers just starting or journalers, and others who were like New York Times bestselling writers. So it, it was fun too because I felt like it gave people an entry point of I, I hope like letting go of that pressure of having to be that New York Times bestselling author all of a sudden or something. It's like, hey, look, in the same video, we've got a New York Times bestselling author and somebody who just graduated from college. You know, it's like we're all people and we're all journaling together in a way, right? We're all enjoying this journey. So it was to kind of create a sense of freedom and playfulness. Um, so that you're not just starting from the blank page, especially on a day if you feel tired or, you know, then like if there's something that amuses you, there are a few videos I really love, like asking people their favorite word. It was just so beautiful how they embodied those words. It was just single words, but you could see them light up. And sometimes they'd say a little more about, about it. Um, it was, it was really special. And then there's another one, um, a favorite place to write. And that, you know, it, there's, it's like a really simple prompt and, um, and, you know, there's like a little bit of, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm worried, like, are these too simple? Cause, and they're not all super simple, but a lot of them are. Um, but I think the simplicity was actually really powerful for people. And uh, when people responded about their favorite place to write, they were so inspired on that video and then later on the blog where people started to uh, respond. So it's been really special to see that. And so part of the process, I think, is feeling, you know, having something to lift you mm -hmm. and then feeling a part of community right away. So you're supported and then you answer the prompt. It doesn't mean people have to do it in that order, but that was sort of my idea of how we kind of lift people up and give them that lift before they start writing. And so you're not staring at a blank page and you don't have that critic voice in your head. Um, and I guess you could tell me if it worked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's fantastic. And I think it's, it's, it's amazing because it's like what under $10 for this writer's workshop that is, <sighs> it's the perfect timing, right? And, and it, it gets you inspired and, you know, it, you know, you don't feel so alone because writing is an alone thing. It has to be, but it gives you, like, reminds you, hey, other people go through this. I think that's, you know, I, I'm finishing a few, you know, I've read uh, all, you know, War of Art and, you know, a few other books by Stephen Pressfield and all of these other people talk about how lonely it is to, to do this and how tough it is. And it reminds you that it is, but we can still have fun doing it. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of the prompts begin with making a list and then you can choose something from the list to address the actual full prompt. And, and I think that's also really helpful because, you know, sometimes you might get a prompt and the first thing that comes to mind, isn't that inspiring or even the eighth. And so a lot of, sometimes we have five, but a lot of times I have them make a list of 10 things because it's like at number 10 that you suddenly feel inspired. And I went through the journal myself. And sometimes I go through the 10, like, oh, I'm not inspired, not inspired. And then I'd come up with another thing. And that's what inspired me. So, you know, I also wanted people to feel that freedom. Like, you know, you make a list and then maybe it's something else that inspires you to actually write about in, the, in that in response to the prompt. So 
Um, so there was that, I think, too, that makes it, you know, kind of special. And then, and then, the, you know, there's an opportunity to share. There is, there is a QR code where you can go to the Facebook group if you wanted to share um, in that group. Uh, totally optional. I would say the majority of people don't write often journaling is kind of a private thing, but some people have really found it powerful. And in October, we did this journaling adventure where um, people that bought the book could get a series, you know, an email every day, kind of encouraging, taking them the blog post. And we had some people who really didn't think of themselves as writers and they were really, um, didn't have a lot of confidence. And the writing was incredible and it was so fun to see how inspired they were and how much confidence they gained throughout that 30 day period. And interestingly, other people who subscribed said, yeah, you know, I don't comment on blogs, but it's been so inspiring for me. And, you know, I was writing every day. So that was interesting too, because at first, you know, when three people are showing up or even two to comment on the post, you're thinking, wow, I put a lot of work in this, like, but you know, it is a journal and not everybody's going to want to share, but even I think they have found that just reading what other people shared and what I shared from my journaling adventure, um, I think really helped other people feel supported. And that's, that's the feedback I got from people. So that was a lot of fun. I think we're going to turn that into a course as well. I love that. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah. I mean, you go to lisatenor.com. There's a lot of ways to uh, sign up and you, know, you can find out about the journal. It's available on Amazon. I got mine in a day. I mean, really for $9, it's a steal or $10. Um, you probably should raise the price. So if it's $15 when you're watching this, don't blame me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I am thinking of raising the price, but right now it's, it's going to stay this way for at least another month. So people have some time. <laughs> no, I mean, I paid $40 for journals that are pretty on the outside, but like not the best content. And there's so much amazing content in here. Like you have to, put, there's some of these journals out there. You have to buy a $500 course to learn how to use the journal. That's $50. Um, <laughs> Lisa's, Lisa's like, maybe I should raise my prices. So if, if it happens, yeah. please don't blame me. Um, <laughs> you know, but I did. I wanted it to be something that anybody could get and that it would be like a perfect gift and, you know, for any budget. So this, I, I did feel like I really wanted to make it very available to people because it is such a powerful tool. So, um, so you know, if, if people feel a little guilty if they buy this and they feel like, oh, wow, it was only 10 bucks, it was 9.97, you know, they can, you can get a bunch of others and give them as gifts or you can write an Amazon review. So lots of ways, don't, don't feel guilty just because you're only paying $10. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I think it's, it's a fantastic way. And I really can't stress this enough, even if like, you're going to do videos, even if you're planning on doing all this other stuff. And I know so many people are like, well, I'll just get on video and start rambling. And I'm like, the power of writing the ideas down before you're doing it is incredible. It transforms yeah. my content. I mean, do you feel the same way too? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, when I've done video without, a, you know, without at least some of it written down, it, it hasn't gone very well. <laughs> You know, because it's easy to ramble, it's easy to say too much and, and you know, not have it be really impactful and, and succinct. Whereas if you write, I think you get more clear on your ideas and, and they get better, right? Because mm -hmm. you have a chance to keep looking over it. And even if you're just bullet pointing things, you get clearer and more focused. Oh, 100%. 
hundred percent. And, you know, and I think, you know, to your point, people, when they're like, oh, I'm just going to turn the camera on and do video without some preparation or actually video journaling. <laughs> I know. Right. And, and that's like you said, the great part about journal is it's, you're free to ramble and that's great, but you really shouldn't be putting out rambling videos and hope that people watch them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's actually uh, not just dangerous, but really unfair to your viewers. And, and they're not going to last very long as your viewers, I think, unfortunately, too. But, you know, I, I think also I will say in terms of using the journal as a tool, I designed it so that it, it can take about eight minutes. I mean, for some people, yeah. they'll agree in a journal longer than that, but it's it's quick, right? You can do it in a short period of time. And so it's a great tool to use before you go to another project. So you don't mm -hmm. necessarily have to use it to say, well, this journal prompt isn't really related to the video I'm gonna make, don't worry about that. And, and I can remember being part of, um, I ran a nonprofit in Boston for years and we were looking at changing our name and this, uh, I can't remember, like Creativity Consultants in Cambridge or something. They were a wonderful, wonderful organization. And they, um, they did pro bono work for us. So they took us in and they taught us about creativity and how to really come up with ideas. And one of the main things is you, you, know, you talk about the project and the needs and then you go off on some tangent, right? And you're just talking about something totally unrelated, doing some crazy stuff there and then you come back and do some brainstorming so you could consider this a great short brief warm-up that gets you in that zone gets you in a creative space and then you're going to have like new ways that your mind right those those nerve endings make new pathways and you come up with ideas that you just wouldn't have come up with if you just delved right into your project from the get-go. I think that's where my dream stuff really helps too, you know, because I'm writing down these dreams. Then when it's time to, to do other writing, um, you know, there's just like this whole dream material going on that, that just, you know, I, I'm not sure how it does it. I don't know how the brain works exactly, <laughs> but it, it just superpowers everything, right? Well, I, no, I mean, I think that's a great thing that, you know, I'm going to start doing because it, you go into projects you're like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. Maybe you outline it, but actually journaling about what your thing, your hopes and dreams and spending five, six, seven, eight minutes doing that and just letting it all come out. I think it's, it's super powerful. You know, it, it's, you, you think about comedy, right? Um, I I've been trying like doing some stand-up comedy classes and stuff. And it's oh. like you, you, you write hundreds of jokes that are crappy before you get to the good one. And, and it's, that's the power of writing it down versus just getting into it and hoping that's one thing is good. Isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited for you about the, the stand-up <laughs> comedy. That's really fun. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I, I was reading them um, years, decades ago. I read um, the artist, the artist's way by Julie oh, Cameron. Great book. And uh, she had some exercise, and in the exercise, it was like write a few careers that you might have done, like totally out of the box. And so one was a stand-up comic, and one was a psychic. And so I came, and it, I just came up with this character that was a, a psychic, and a, and it was, but it was a stand-up comedy routine. And like, I had no experience with this, but there was Brookline Center for Adult Ed had a course and he was a comedy writer who sometimes wrote jokes for Jay Leno and people like that. 
and he was so fun and we had so much fun in that class and the very the graduation for that class was to go to the hong kong in in harvard square and perform for our family and friends it was such a blast and of course having a teacher he kind of improved upon our jokes a bit too but uh but That's awesome. tell me more because I, I would love to see you <laughs> well, I, you know, I took the first class and I had to miss the, the, the show. So I'm going to be taking it again. Uh, we actually just had Julie, Judy Carter on the, who wrote the comedy Bible. We just had her on the, the show. Cause I was like, I want to learn more. So we had Judy Carter on, uh, but it's been fantastic, you know, and, and it's just, it definitely has improved my writing. And I love the idea of, you know, take little tidbits and go test it out on people. Right. And yeah. And like things that you're, cause that's the one thing about writing. And I, I do like about video and like, cause you can put it out and test it a little bit, but writing a whole book and it's really, <laughs> you're like, is this part, this one part funny? I don't know. And you never yeah. really find out, do you? <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, you can, um, I certainly encourage people who are writing a book to get beta readers who are in your target market. Don't go for people who aren't because that's going to be a disaster, but, but get some beta readers in your target market and you don't have to give them the whole book. You know, you can say, well, Hey, would you read a chapter? Would you read a few pages for me? Uh, yeah. um, so that might be a way to test it too. So yeah, I think often people think, well, who's going to read a whole book unpaid? But, you know, there may just be sections that you could give people to get some feedback, particularly if there's humor. I, I know with my first book, The uh, Ultimate Guide to Transforming Anger, uh, I wrote with two co-authors and we, we had um, uh, cartoons in it, which we thought were very funny. I thought they were very funny. And my, my fellow author, Pico Todd, is a wonderful cartoonist. They were probably more appealing to a woman than a man. But we, there was a very famous uh, New York Times bestselling author who agreed to look at our book. He was really nice. And he said, sure, I'd be happy to look at it, maybe write an endorsement. And he said it back. He said, I just didn't think it was funny. So you know, he <laughs> obviously was not our target market. But uh, but yeah, humor, I think, is one of the greatest tools we have as writers or biographers or, or any of that. Humor um, is, is such a way to release tension and teach something that maybe, you know, in just a, a little tiny few words, a tiny moment versus, you know, could take so much more if you weren't using humor. So I think it's one of one of the greatest tools, really, at a, at a writer's disposal Dis disposal I, yeah i agree completely and i that's i mean journaling helps with that too i've been like i've been writing down just like things i think are funny things i think are not so funny but i could be funny and uh you know i've been writing that in my journal as well and it helps a lot um but you know you, that was a great tip about writing a book and and we're gonna put a link to the writing journal down below uh, if you're watching this on youtube definitely check it out um, and down below in the description. If you're on the podcast, you can click on the show notes, get a link to it. But, you know, if someone is thinking about writing a book, you do have an amazing workshop that I went through. It was fantastic. Um, let's talk a little bit about that because it's coming up soon. Thank you. Yeah. Bring your book to life. And it starts in March uh, in terms of the actual classes that we have with other, other participants who are also writing books but you don't have to wait till then. And the people who sign up now actually have more time to really clarify the book concept, 
uh, and you know, kind of test market some of the ideas they have too, and look at the features. And you have the consultations with me to get really clear on that book concept and the structure of the book. So it's, uh, it, it actually can be really beneficial to sign up early and have that time before those classes start. And then when the classes start, you hit the ground running and you're writing like a really rough chapter a week, you know, really rough draft kind of thing. And then uh, you should have a rough draft of the book by the end of class in eight weeks from our first group class. That's fantastic. I mean, if you're really, if you're thinking about writing a book, this is a, a great way to go through it because you get a lot of feedback. You get a, it's an amazing group of smart people. You always get amazing people in it. I, I think it's fantastic. So we'll put a link to that as well. Uh, but awesome. And Lisa, where's the best place to follow you? Oh, I, you know, I, probably my biggest uh, connection is on Twitter. You know, I have kind of the, my, my biggest, uh, but, but then I do have a Facebook group, Write and Create with Lisa Tenor. And that, you know, that can be a good place too, because it is the place, particularly for the journal where we're sending people. So there's definitely some interaction there too, but I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn. So um, LinkedIn, I might not see your message right away, but, <laughs> but I will eventually. So, you know, I'm happy to meet you where you're at, I guess. And uh, there's plenty of free stuff too at lisatender.com. So feel free to come by there and get whatever goodies, whether it's the Inspired Author Support Course or 12 Ways Journaling can help you with your writing and life, you know, lots of different and your creativity, lots of different stuff there. And the blog, of course. And when people ask questions on the blog, I'm, I always answer there. So, you know, you can definitely get some support that way too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on and talking about journaling and all these amazing ideas. It's such a pleasure. And I, I just want to underscore one thing, which is, I am, you know, this what you're doing with with comedy, I really encourage people to step outside, you know, your comfort zone and the usual things you do really find something a little different. Because I do think it, it will add so much spark to whatever you're doing in your business and all of your marketing, you know, and it, it could be something really different. It could be foraging for, you know, forage, foraging for mushrooms or or plants to eat, or it could be, you know, uh, some kind of sports or athletic thing. But no matter what it is, I think when you start to do new things, it's just going to really amplify your creativity and your marketing prowess. It'll give you really cool stories to add into your marketing as well. So I just want to emphasize what an important tool that is. And I'm so glad you're doing that. Well, thanks, Lisa. I mean, I agree completely. It's, it's so important for people to step outside their comfort zone and also to journal. I don't know anyone that hasn't benefited from it. So make sure to check out uh, the joy of writing journal. That, that was the title, right? Yes. Yeah, joy of writing journal. <laughs> Spark your creativity in eight minutes a day. Awesome, awesome. And uh, thanks again, Lisa. And thank you all for taking Lisa and I on your journey. This has been Ayn Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video, you know it'll make you an authority you know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? 
How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. Facebook.